it's kind of a barbelling effect. I think you'll see the industry barbell to two sides versus be a little bit more spread out. The middle is going to migrate mid-size mortgage bankers, right? And you'll see a move in barbell to large retail shops or independent mortgage brokers. Because look, a large retail shop, they have the infrastructure, the technology, the leads. A small independent mortgage broker can lean on our infrastructure, our technology, our brand, and they don't have to go build it. Whereas that mid-sized banker, they're kind of stuck in the middle. They don't necessarily have the brand or the lead flow. And so I think you'll see that barbelling effect. Hey folks, this is Clayton Collins, your host for the Housing News Podcast and CEO at HW Media. I want to start this episode by saying thank you to Rocket Pro TPO, the sponsor of the Housing News Podcast. Today, I have the privilege of interviewing Austin Nemec, Executive Vice President at Rocket Pro TPO. In this conversation with Austin, we spend a lot of time talking about some of the traits and tactics that top originators are deploying to build relationships with real estate agents and professionals across the industry to compete and win market share in this challenging and tight market. Austin's right on the back end of his All Access Summit in Detroit, where he brings together some of the Rocket Pro TPO brokers to coach and talk about the products and technology that are helping originators differentiate themselves. I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Austin. Austin, what's going on, man? Clayton, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, my friend. Welcome back to Housing News. I think last time we did this, uh, we were all still distributed. I think you, if I remember right, you had a pretty cool like loft space or, or game room you were working in from home at, <laughs> at one point. Yeah, I miss it a little bit back there. It was. Uh, it feels like a few years ago. It might have been. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of you. You miss the, the full time work at home, but it's got to be a little energizing to be back in the office with the the energy of the team around you, right? Yeah, nothing beats. I mean, we're down here downtown Detroit, so the city's the city's uh, back pumping with energy. I'm looking out; I can see our account executives right here. So it's it's much better in the office for sure. That's awesome, and I'm I'm uh back in it too. I'm actually on the road right now, out in in Dana Point, looking out my hotel window at the the harbor, getting ready to go to a, a non QM conference this afternoon. So uh, we're we're both back in our back in the grind that that was pre COVID. That's right. Life's becoming normal again, Clayton. <laughs> we were going to record this earlier this week, but y'all had a a ton of brokers up in Detroit, right? Did you have uh, your clients in town? Yeah, yeah, we have uh, what we're calling all access. We're bringing brokers into uh, Detroit, our campus, the mortgage city, and uh, we're we're talking the market, meeting our leadership team, and going through a bunch of different trainings, sales trainings, technology trainings, and then the best part is just brokers collaborating on what's working right now, sharing best practices. So it's great. We brought we brought hundreds of brokers in over the last thirty days. Um, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing. Oh, wow. So is this a mix of brokers that have been Rocket Pro clients for, for a while and or, or all, or all new brokers to Rocket Pro? Like how, how, does, uh, how does this work? All sorts. I mean, we had about 150 folks in this week and I'd say half of them were folks that have been with us for a very long time. Another quarter were people that, weren't, that aren't even doing business with us. And then a quarter that just were new to market, just started their own shop that partnered up with us. So 
it's cool to see folks interact and all different uh, different levels of experience. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there was a lot to talk about. I mean, clear, like watching our our own headlines. I mean, I think it's um you know w- wasted airtime to talk about the the drop in refis. That that's been a a, a storyline that's that's almost played out at this point. But um, purchase has been tough too off of uh off of volume in the market. What, what was kind of the what was the feel from the brokers that visited you? How are they kind of reporting back what they're seeing out in their respective markets? Well, real estate agents have become the most popular humans on planet Earth (laughs) over the last 60 days. So there was a lot of chatter around, look, it's crowded. Agents are are getting blown up. How do we we stand out in a crowded purchase market? So a lot of best practice sharing around that. And look, I mean, you know, refis, they're definitely cooled down, but we're seeing a lot of folks have a lot of of success still with with triggers and and cash out. So... um, yeah, I mean the heavy topic was purchase, especially the real estate agent. Yeah, so g- give me some, g- give me some more there. I just did a call with Dave Savage from Mortgage Coach yesterday, yeah. and we were we were talking about some of the tactics that that he's seeing top originators use in their markets. Like, what what were you hearing, what, or, or what are you seeing from the folks that are performing and pushing a lot of volume through Rocket Pro TPO? Yeah, I think one of the it was cool to see brokers talk about how they're using some of the stuff we offer to just stand out a little bit, especially build new relationships with agents. Um, you know, we're running what's called the Fast Fifteen right now, where you know we're guaranteeing loans go clear to close on purchases in fifteen business days, and if we don't, um, we pay the consumer twenty five hundred bucks. And so we've been running it for a couple months, and you know, brokers showing different marketing material or how they're positioning that product or getting in. Just to, even if it's just to start a conversation, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, we have a tool called Condo Simply, which, you know, at Rocket, we do more mortgages than anyone in the world. You know, if we do a condo and we get it approved through the association, um, every other loan that comes through on that condo, even through the broker channel, we don't, we get to skip that entire process, which lengthens the process weeks. It's a couple hundred dollars. It can actually kill a loan. And so just brokers leveraging Condo Simply to get their foot in the door on listings that are in condo complexes. So th- those small things, again, just to spark a conversation, which will hopefully get a, a broker an opportunity. And then from there, it's got to deliver and build a relationship. That's got to be a, a killer tool in certain markets. I mean, I, I'm thinking like the condo markets that, uh, you know, I anecdotally think are hot and like in Florida and va- vacation areas. Like, are, are you seeing little geographic pockets where the condo capability is, is much higher, much higher utilization? Yeah, I mean, of course, Florida. I mean, the tool we track the tool. It's within what we call Pathfinder, which is like a, a, a tool we've we work with Google Google to create. It's like the Google for mortgages. But um, yeah, I mean, the usage in Florida is like five x any other state. But yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you go in there, you type in a zip code, and then it pops up every single condo complex that we have approved at Rocket. And then again, it's music to agents' ears if a broker calls and say, "I know you have three listings here." That entire process of of getting the questionnaire and getting the approval, I can skip that. Give me a shot, or if you list any new homes in this area, in, in the complex, give me a shot. In fact, here are all the condo complexes I have this relationship with. So um, it's an inch. It's an inch. The inches matter right now, Clayton. Interesting. I saw, I've seen a few uh, like real estate agent social posts of open houses where they actually have their lending partners back and like bringing croissants and coffee and sitting at an open house on a Sunday morning, which feels like something that you haven't seen in a few years. Any other, any other tactics you're seeing brokers use to to get on the radar of these agents who are in such hot demand right now? 
Yeah, you're right, man. It's it's what's old is new again, for sure. Um, look, a lot of that stuff does work. You know, it's not the sexiest thing in the world, but getting in your car, we haven't got had to get in our cars a lot over the last few years. Getting in your car and and shaking hands and building relationships. You know, another nice niche that folks were talking about in town this week was, you know, there are a lot of borrowers out there. I mean, we're about to see the the largest generation of first time home buyers hit, which are millennials. And, you know, a lot of them need to get their credit to a point where they qualify. We have a, a tool we provide brokers called Credit Upgrade, where, you know, if a, if a broker pulls credit on a client, maybe they don't qualify, they send it to us. We have a team that has great technology. We run scenarios. We work with the client. We do the rescore. We get it up to qualify, and then we ship it back to the broker. And so brokers are actually using that tool to say, hey, real estate agents, if you're dealing with a borrower who may not be able to get pre-approved or their credit's not where it's at, don't worry about it. Send it to me. Go do your thing. I'll take care of it. I'll come back to you in a month, two, a week, however long, with a qualified buyer, and just give me a shot that way. So again, I know there's not really a a, a golden key out there of how to go establish 10 new real estate agent relationships. But those are the little things you get your foot in the door once credit upgrade, fast 15 condo, simply all that stuff. It, it adds up. It's got to be consistent. So being the the largest mortgage lender in the, the country or, or the world for, for that matter, I, I imagine that a lot of your brokers look to you for, for market insights and, and look to rocket for market insights. Did you, did you have uh, d- during it all access, right? Or, um, yeah, during all access, did you all have right. any kind of e- economic talks or like, or mar- market forecasts or people looking to, to rocket for like, Hey, when does this, um, inventory issue get any better? Or like, well, or is that a, is that a topic in broker circles? Oh yeah. So I sat down with Bob Walters, who's our CEO of rocket mortgage. He, he ran our capital markets team for years and years and years. One of the smartest guys you'll ever meet. And some of our brokers were asking, where are rates going to be in six months? When is inventory going to open up? And Bob said, I have no no idea. Next question, please. Nobody knows, man. I mean, what's going on in the market right now is very interesting, as you know. Uh, Rates have popped. I mean, they've increased faster um, over the last three months than they have in a three-month period in like 25 years. And so you have that dynamic mixed with some of the lowest inventory that we've ever seen. And so it's interesting. I think that, I mean, some of the light predictions you can give is you'll see the housing market cool off as far as pricing increases. That's not like a, a wild thought, but, you know, with rates moving like they have, you know, you're going to see values start to cool down and, and maybe even go down, which will be a nice win for the American consumer. Um, generally, we'll see rates continue to rise throughout this year, barring anything wild. But um, there's silver linings. Again, I think we'll see prices cool down. Equities, incredible. Unfortunately, there's a lot of debt out there with inflation. There's still great opportunity to consolidate that debt. Especially, I know a lot of consumers are saying, look, I'm a little bit fatigued in trying to buy a house. I'm going to hit the pause button for a couple of years. Great opportunity for a cash out refi to consolidate debt and things like that. So, But no, man, I, if I was going to tell you I knew where rates were going to be in four months or, you know, the the... the where inventory would be six months from now, who knows? I, I won't ask you to shake the crystal ball on uh, on those forecasts. But what I, what I am like, I I love to figure out is like like the the tactics and language that 
great brokers, great originators are using to keep the right people in the game. Because I mean, I think if someone chose to stay on the sidelines 24 months ago, they, there's there's probably like a, a little bit of regret in in that decision. Maybe not. I don't know. But like, what, what do um like what are you hearing? Like top brokers, um, kind of like like language are they using to like make sure these millennial buyers that are coming into the market for the first time are able to have confidence in in whichever decision they they choose um, versus like sit on the sideline and wait for that proverbial housing pop where they're going to get a house at a fraction of the price that it is today, which, um, which we won't ask you to shake the crystal ball, but I haven't talked to a single analyst or economist who, um, who, who thinks sitting on the sidelines, uh, and waiting for significantly lower housing prices is going to be, um, you know, in the imminent future. I think it's just basic stuff, Clayton. I mean, there's some basic tools out there where you can sit down with a millennial and say, look, I know the price of houses are are historically high and rates have risen. And maybe the payment I gave you three months ago is two, three, four hundred dollars higher. However, like just sit down and do a rent versus buy calculator because rent is at a high, an all-time high as well. So there isn't a there isn't a great deal around to uh, either way. And so just showing just basics, man, showing yes. Your payment is $3,200. However, here's the principle. Here's the amortization over the next five, 10 years. And here's what you'd look like with the $2,800 rent payment and where you'd be five years from now. And so, again, I know that's not glamorous, but just a simple rent versus buy immediate payment breakdown and then how much wealth they'll create for themselves over a five, 10 year period. And then there's, you know, Dave Savage, you see, just talk to him. He's got a great, he's got a couple of great tools where, not only are you showing them the amortization of the loan, but you know you can you can uh, project out how much equity someone will have even at a, a simple two three percent uh, growth rate annually. And so, you know, millennials want information. Um, they don't want fluff. They don't want sales pitches. And there's so many great tools where you can just show numbers, figures, stats of rent versus buy, and just the average increase in equity over a couple year period. Taking the time and, and slowing down and doing that stuff is great. And then helping them and educating them on just like, look, let's put you in the best spot. Yes, Clayton, it might you might be a little tired. I know we've made 15 offers together over the last couple, couple months, but sometimes time can be your friend and we can do things like help get the credit from a 680 to a 720 and get you into a better bucket. And um, so not just being the mortgage guy or gal, but you know, making sure their position, their credit and their, their finances as you do have that time. And look, originators have a little bit more time on their hands. You know, the refis aren't coming in like they used to be. And so, you know, fill that time up, invest that time in some of these these clients who may, may be a few months or even a few years out from buying. Yeah, it's um I think I've mentioned to you before my my dad's an originator. I grew I grew up around like him as an originator and um I was talking to my my mom last week. He was like, "Your dad's getting home at like five thirty right now." Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, he's he's, he's never been home that early in his career. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe that's a a little bit of signal of of the volume out there. But um, yeah, a little more a little more time on his hands, as I imagine a few other originators do too. But there is a pretty big dispersion of originators who do 
two, three, four loans per month and, and originators who can do double digits and, and significantly higher. Are you, like we've talked a lot about tools, but are you seeing any originators in this market that are still kind of hitting the ball out of the park on double digit, like more than like two dozen like units per month? And, and if so, like what are they doing to manage their time? Like what, did, what playbook are they using that the others are not? That's a great question. And yes, you're still seeing some incredible individual performances from LOs out there. Um, as far as like what they're doing right now, like if you would have asked me that question a year ago, it would have been a much different answer. I'd tell you, look, the top LOs right now are the most efficient originators out there. They're focused on capacity and efficiency. They're creating great workflow systems, uh, they have their back office set up very nicely or a third-party processor. Their calendar and their time management is on point because, look, everybody was in the money. Anyone you talk to most of the time could benefit from a refi. So it was really how many people can I talk to and how short of a period of time and on to the next. It was about efficiency and capacity. Now, the double digit or the folks who are doing well um, – they are pros when it comes to influence and persuasion, sales, because you got to increase conversion. You have to build relationships. Um, you have to have the right referral partners because you're not just refining anyone you talk to. And so the good old fashioned uh, salesperson, great communicator, someone that can can uh, influence and persuade. Those are the folks you're seeing, you know, still put up those double digits per month. Because, again, look, purchase, of course, incredibly important. There are still refis out there, and there's a lot of them, but it's not an equation anymore. It's not, what's your rate? Let me reduce it by 1.5%. These solutions take thought. They're story problems. You go from equations to story problems where you're digging deep and understanding how much debt does this consumer have? How long are they going to be in the home? How many kids do they have? How many kids do they want to have? When do they want to retire? Um Creatively, what are they doing to set themselves up for retirement? So a lot of these cash out debt consolidation refis, it takes more a more dynamic communicator and thinker. And so um, I don't know if that helps, but... No, it does. I mean, do you think like sales training and coaching out the wazoo out there, but like, do, have you seen any like specific um, uh, classes or coaches or tactics that like the best brokers are using to become better salespeople and, and kind of if they were fortunate enough to be in a, in an order taking market where they were able to keep the pipe full because of market dynamics, like how do how do you like sharpen your skills as an originator to become a great seller? Yeah, this is going to be a pretty basic answer to your question, but there are so many great originators out there that have been doing this for you know 20 years or 15 years that have been in these markets and my goodness, are there so many originators who have only been in, in this industry for two, three years and know nothing other than a rate and term refi. And so, look, just finding those type of – and the good news is I think a lot of those people are in the office of a lot of these big broker shops. You know, I was talking and visiting a few different brokers a couple of weeks ago, and um, we were talking about what we call the mid-call. And what the mid-call is, is you're a new originator or maybe originator that doesn't quite have that skill yet. And you focus on pulling credit and collecting the information. And then, you know, you get a sales leader on the phone to, to, to do a mid-call and say, hey, look, you know, I'm Austin. I work with Steve over here and I want to just have a few, uh, go a little bit deeper on your, your personal situation. Make sure we're putting in the right loan. 
And so leaning on the folks that maybe um, have done this before and learning from them and how do they, what, what questions do they ask? How do they position the sale? Um, how do you overcome an objection about interest rate? And so just, just leaning on folks who have done it before. I mean, that, that team-based approach isn't something you see across the industry and not, not something I think of often when I think of like how great originators operate, but that seems like a com- compelling approach. Yeah. And you're seeing a lot of that. I mean, look, I don't have stats on this, Clayton, but I talk to brokers all the time. And you are seeing a lot of brokers that maybe entered the market a year or two, three years ago who were doing it on their own. And you call it the sphere of influence broker who, I mean, you could make hundreds of thousands of dollars just refinancing your friends, your family, people you know, because everyone was in the money. Well, now that the world's changed a little bit, you are seeing a lot of those brokers um, start to move to shops that have the infrastructure, mm-hmm. they have the experience, they have the leadership, they kind of have that support to lean on. And so you're, you're seeing some of that migration happen right now, which is cool to see. You know? Let's talk more about that trend. I, I feel like when you you think about the history of the the wholesale and brokerage model, which you know you look back decades, it's like it's ebbed and flowed on number of originators and percentage of like total purchase mix, like depending on the on the market cycle. But I think largely there's still a perception that like brokerage shops are like like one to four person, like like small, like hang a shingle around like one top originator um, kind of shops, but anecdotally, it feels like there's more businesses being formed where you do have a leader and you do have technology and you do have infrastructure. Like, can you tell us about some of the, the trends you're seeing in the, in the client base that, that you serve and how the industry is shifting in this market kind of from 2020 to, as we head toward 2023? Yeah, it is very interesting to watch what's going on and I'll try to maybe predict a little bit, but Here's what I here's what I'm seeing, and I think will continue to gain momentum. It's it's kind of a barbelling effect. Okay, I think you'll see the industry barbell to two sides versus be a little bit more spread out. And I think it's going to barbell to um, I think the middle is going to migrate. And when I say the middle, Clayton, I mean maybe like mid-size mortgage bankers, right? And you'll see a move and barbell to large retail shops or independent mortgage brokers. Because look, um, a large retail shop has you know brand recognition, can drive lead flow, which is incredibly important in a rising rate environment. They have the infrastructure, the technology, the leads. An independent mortgage broker can lean on a lot of it. Like with us, I'll use us for example. A small independent mortgage broker can lean on our infrastructure, our technology, our brand, and they don't have to go build it. They don't have to build their own tech or, or anything like that. Whereas that mid-sized banker, they're kind of stuck in the middle, you know? And there's a lot of great ones that'll do great things for a very long time, but they don't necessarily have the brand or the lead flow. Um, and they got to try to build that. But they also aren't as nimble as a small independent mortgage broker who can do great things, build relationships, move fast um, while leaning on like tech like ours. And so I think you'll see that barbelling effect. You'll see the independent mortgage broker community continue to grow and grow and grow. And then like, you know, uh, I think large, you know, well capitalized uh, retail shops like ourselves will will be secure as well and grow and we'll grow together. We always say we're stronger together with the broker community. You know, as, as we do good things and we we partner up with brokers, we're able to that's our strength is pass those great things along and a lot of brokers do what they do great. So 
Barbelling. Barbelling. I, I guess. I, I don't. I feel like yeah. that's a. If you look across all industries and you look at markets that have had consolidation, that is that is what happens. It, it, it barbells. So if you think about the independent broker shops and like infrastructure and leadership and tech become more important to be differentiated against their their large retail counterparts, um, how like are there tech solutions that are coming to market to, specifically for the brokers to be more tech enabled and more efficient? Or do you see those brokers like leaning more on the technology solutions that their big wholesale partners are, are offering? Like how are these independent broker shops setting up their tech stacks? Look, you're seeing a variety of things happen. There are some well-capitalized, very successful brokers that are building their own tech. And there's some, some of our partners have some amazing technology. Um, but look, that's hard and it takes capital and it takes time and it takes, you know, know-how. So that's not for everybody. And that's the beauty of being a mortgage broker. There's all sorts of different shapes and sizes. You know, I see the majority of our partners lean on our technology, which is awesome. I mean, we just rolled out what we branded as a client portal, which is, you know, our rocket mortgage origination platform we uh -huh. spent the last 10 years building. And we give it to brokers and it's it's branded in their name. They have their logo on it. The client, it feels like it's their own, but clients are able to go on, e-sign, upload, import. Brokers are able to push conditions to that platform in process. And again, as we develop it as a company um, and innovate it as a company, it just innovates right over to the brokers. So it's it's great. We're, we're about to roll out a point of sale uh, digital mortgage application for, for the broker community, the you know, Rocket Mortgage app that you see online. Um, all sorts of stuff. So long-winded answer, yeah. Um, all you're seeing all sorts of things. Some brokers build their own tech, but that's the beauty of being a broker. You have choice, you have optionality. A lot of them just plug and play and roll and focus on what they do best, which is you know sell, build relationships, build their brand and their community, and let us build the tech. I feel like in in past like in past cycles, and I know this market's not representative of all um, that those the large capitalized broker shops have either like had an ambition or a desire to become a, a mid-sized mortgage bank and, and, and evaluate different funding models. Are you seeing, is that, is, is that a conversation or has the market kind of evolved to a place where there's advantages of, of the, the wholesale model model for, to a different scale than you might think of with like a, the average independent mortgage broker? Yeah, look, it's still a progression that a lot of brokers even today want to get to, right? It's, hey, uh -huh. I'm a broker. Then I'm a mini correspondent and assisted correspondent. Then I go fully delegated and direct to Fannie and Freddie. Now, how many brokers are going to get there? Very few, not because they can't, just because to your point, it has changed. I mean, look, let's use going from a wholesale broker to a assisted core, a mini core model. That's changed a lot. And you're, by the way, you're going to see us roll out an incredible new platform when it comes to mini core here over the next few months. And that's an attractive new model that kind of gives you that feel of being a broker with a little bit more control on in uh, flexibility and in kind of the um, the brand of being your own lender uh, while lessening the risk. So you're seeing a lot of brokers say, "Like that's where I want to get to," and I don't really want to go fully delegated. So yeah, I mean, again, but that's the beauty. You have some. Brokers that say, look, I'm, I'm going to stay a wholesale broker forever, and here's why, and here's as big as I want to go, and I'm going to build a model around it. So, again, not to sound repetitive in a lot of these answers, but it's the beauty of being a broker. Yeah, no, it's the yeah the flexibility. I, I get it. And it sounds a um, – I mean, it sounds like the model you're 
evolving toward and growing toward lets you evolve and grow with your your clients depending on how they scale and what their aspirations are. So, you know, that, you know, that's, that's compelling. No one wants to build a business model where one day your client may outgrow you, even if they're happy with the service offering. So that's a, that's a cool approach. Um, Talking about like innovation and, um, and tying it to current market dynamics, we're, we're seeing a lot more interest in, in product mortgage product innovation right now. And there seems to be a, an uptick in interest around non QM out here at this non QM conference. Maybe that's just top of mind. Reverse mortgage lending reverses had their, had their best month. I, and, and all the time we've been covering the product, uh, in May probably driven by demographics and uh and housing equity what what product trends are are you seeing at, at rocket and 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 what kind of like product questions are you fielding from the originators that you work with yeah so i mean as far as what we're focused on so we spent a lot of time uh rolling out obviously the affordability products it's important purchase yep. again you got the millennial wave of first-time home buyers affordability is kind of the uh, it's it's been the toughest it's been in a long time. So we just rolled out a product called Borrow Smart, where we work very closely with Freddie Mac, and we have like an exclusive uh, credit that we give our brokers that they pass along to their borrowers. It's twenty five hundred dollars they can use towards the down payment and all sorts of great uh, benefits on that product. We're waiving the LLPAs on a low down payment. So we have you know that coupled with Home Possible, coupled with Home Ready, and then like I talked about earlier, we have our credit upgrade product that we give to brokers. So you kind of package all that. We just rolled out a new mortgage insurance rate card. It's the best in the industry. So you kind of package all that into affordability, first-time home buyer purchase, and we feel really good about that offering to the broker community. And then now we're also leaning heavy into jumbo. Um, look, there's some banks doing some pretty crazy stuff and just buying assets on some jumbo products. But we believe from a non-bank perspective. We believe we have the strongest product out there. So we just rolled out last week. Uh, um, uh, we expanded our Jumbo Smart product line. So we got a 15-year fixed Jumbo. We have a seven-year arm, which is priced very, very uh, competitively, which is awesome. So then you got the Jumbo product. And then you're going to see us roll out a lot of stuff over the next three months. You'll, you'll probably write a few articles on them. Um, so, you know, around some of the stuff you're going to be seeing there this week, you know, we're leaning heavy into arms. Arms are starting to get priced nicely again based off the yield curve. So we're, we're leaning into arms. So you'll see a lot. You're going to see us roll out several products over the next three months. I think brokers will love. But at the end of the day, you're a pro. You've been doing this a long time. Nine out of 10 loans are going to be Fannie, Freddie, FHA, and VA. And so we'll have that niche line to ensure that when those products show up, brokers are diversified and they can use it to build relationships but at the same time, we're not taking our eye off the ball and ensuring that for the nine out of 10, we're going to give the best damn process, pricing, um, technology in America for brokers to uh, to originate the good old fashioned conventional FHAVA loan as well. I, I think that I think he's sort hinted toward the answer to my next, next question. But one of the topics that we've heard a lot about in the last year is we talk about originators and real estate agents that are kind of struggling with lower volume across the board. 
is um, if you're if you're new in the market or on in real estate and can't get listings or an originator who you know what came into the industry when rate and term was was the the whole game, it's hard to evolve into this purchase market we're in right now. So like there may be a there may be somewhat of a washout of like you know the the originators who can't cut it in a in a purchase market and the real estate agents who um, are just having trouble getting their book of business built. What advice do you have for originators who want to double down in this market and come out stronger and and really use a kind of a, a market dislocation and, and market movement to win market share in their local markets or, or at least gain the trust of those real estate partners who are going to be critical on the other side of this game? Yeah, look, I think it all starts with mindset. It really does. Anything you do in life starts with a great mindset. And what I'd tell any originator out there that maybe is new or struggling or even any real estate agent. Look, I don't know who said this quote, but there's a quote that uh, people overestimate change in the short run. Maybe they overestimate success in the short run, but they underestimate change in the long run. Here's what I mean by that is like, there's a lot of work you got to put in right now, whether it's talking to clients, not literally knocking on doors, pulling credit, presenting loans, pre-approvals, pre-approvals, pre-approvals that may not pop right now for a lot of reasons. Low inventory, loan doesn't make sense. But my goodness, like over time, if you are consistent and relentless, over time, it will pop and you will do big things. And I would just say, if you're a little discouraged in the industry right now, you couldn't be in a better industry to build a career on, period. You know, when you look at um, mortgage, I mean, look at any industry. I mean, what's more solid than more? Human beings are always going to need homes, at least in our lifetime, Clayton. I, I hear people like living underneath a roof. It's a, it's a desirable thing, right? To shelter from rain and the elements. So they're going to need a house and they're going to need money. And so I don't care where rates are at. People are going to need a house and they're going to need money. And by the way, if rates are at 22%, they'll drop down to 18% at some point in time and there'll be a ton of refinances to do. So like it starts with mindset. You know, the last thing I'll tell you, there's a guy named Warren Buffett. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's a smart dude. He's done a few things. The Oracle? Yeah. (laughs) He talks about like looking at um, investments in terms of decades and not in terms of years or months. And I just, I highly suggest as an originator or even real estate agent, do the same thing. You pick the right industry. It's an incredible industry. And don't be a trader. Don't be a day trader and move around. Like be an investor and look at this thing in in terms of years and decades and not like days and months or a commission check. So really long-winded answer. Like it starts with the mindset. You got to be persistent, but you also got to be patient. You chose an incredible career. Be relentless. Go get it. And then from there, you just look, it's about preparation right now. You, I think what you were asking was, how does a new originator build a relationship with a real estate agent? Be prepared. You got time on your hands a little bit more right now. Study who you're, don't just cold call an agent. Pull up LinkedIn, go to their Facebook, go to Instagram, figure out what they like, figure out what listings they have. And then like, come prepared, take some time, spend 15 minutes. Come prepared with something that's just incredible. Hey, I was thinking about you, agent. I know that you grew up X, you went to school in Y, and you have listings in Z. And based off all that, I got two minutes. I want to talk to you about something. 
Like don't put them in a dialer and just rip through and, and have a script. Like you have a little bit more time, be creative, especially when it comes to trying to build a relationship with someone, not just sell someone a product. Then go to realtrends.com too and actually look at those agents' production volume. We can, we can give them the, the data they need to really understand the business too. So uh, let them use yeah. us. <laughs> realtrends.com. I'll plug it again for you. I was on there the other day. It's nice. It's clean. Yeah, it's uh, we've 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 taken it a taken it a long way. They've been around for for thirty years. We're we're uh, we're bringing real trends um in, into the future right now. So uh, it's been a fun project, and it couldn't have been times better at this intersection of housing finance, mortgage, and real estate. Um, the 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 two jobs, the the two markets are more intertwined than ever. They are on 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 that topic. Um, anything. Rocket Pro TPO is doing to kind of to help with that connection with the real estate agents or uh, like, yeah, like we talked about consumer communication, agent communication seems to be just as, just as critical. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few things. I mean, we have, you know, being the largest lender in the country, we have relationships with agents all across the country and we have relationships with brokers all across the country. So we're doing a couple of unique things. One, we're doing pro mixers where we're you know, reaching out to agents we know, reaching out to brokers that are approved with us and going into communities. We're out in San Francisco. We brought a ton of brokers, a ton of real estate agents and brought them together, kind of using our brand and, you know, the good old fashioned. Let's have a, let's shake hands. Let's have some food. Let's have a drink and let's talk and build a relationship. So we saw a ton of success. We got a few more of those lined up in the near future. You know, we built what we called our broker directory right on rocketmortgage.com. So it's it's the most heavily trafficked mortgage website in the country. We put our broker partners front and center. So if a consumer goes there, they can put in their zip and then see all of our broker partners right in their local area and connect with them. But we're, we're, we're connecting that to agents as well. So if an agent says, look, because they're looking to build relationships with originators as well. And so as, as we figure out how to SEO or market and taking agents and say, hey, connect with a local broker in your community via that same platform, the broker directory, where they can search, boom, and then and then be able to connect with the broker. And then we have Rocket Homes. You know, Rocket Homes is a, a digital platform that allows consumers to go on and search for a home, but it's also a network of real estate professionals out there. Um, finding, you know, consumers go to that website a lot looking for a house, but they don't have an agent, and they also don't have a mortgage company picked out. So connecting that consumer with, one of those agents and one of our broker partners via the way of of that platform. We, we have a couple different pilots going there that has a, a ton of success. And then the last thing we're, we're close to completing is we have a tool called Rocket uh, Insight that allows an agent to refer a client to Rocket. And when they refer it, they'll see all the visibility, you know, the the, the notes, the status updates on the loan. We're going to be delivering that same technology to brokers to allow them to have their agents refer and then get all that beautiful visibility as well. So those are a few things um, that are that are working nicely. A, a, a few things, Austin. Y'all have a lot of initiatives in market right now, but they all seem spot on with the connectivity that originators, brokers, real estate agents need to to navigate this market where every house matters and inventory is is thin so when the opportunity presents itself the best professionals need to close need to sell and do it with expertise that's right that's what it's all about well i can't thank you enough for giving us a market update and giving us a glimpse into everything that's happening at rocket pro tpo and what you're hearing from the street the brokers that that work with you and your team um 
like we talked about, it's a challenging market, but it seems like it's a market where the strong will differentiate themselves. And I, I can't wait to see how uh, some of these these players re- really shine through this through the summer market. Knock on wood, but a little more inventory than we have today. That's right. It's a fun market, though. It really is. Look, this is where things slow down a tad. But if you take that extra time, like your dad, right? He's got a little more time on his hands. <laughs> And really get better. Like folks, all right, now I got time to innovate. I got time to build relationships. I got time to build my company, my brand. I'm telling you, the when I look at our history over 40 years, when you see these moments where production dips across the industry, if you invest, we always came out of the other end. That's where we saw our massive pops in market share because we doubled down knowing that if we do the right things, the numbers of money will follow. So it is a mindset, and as long as you are you're you're, you're hustling, you're focused, you're, you're you're building with that extra time you got, you're going to come out of the other end much better than you were if this if, if rates didn't pop. I truly believe that, and you're going to see a lot of pros do the same thing. So it comes back to that investing mindset, though, and being able to invest for the long term, not just for a current market cycle. And a lot of folks spent the last two years talking about. Well, when we're on the other side of this cycle, I'll have time to implement technology and improve my processes and work on this um, consumer marketing campaign. And, and then the market slows down and everybody, uh, not everybody, but some players get scared to, scared to spend and invest in tech. But the players who know they're in it for decades right. stay the course and build when the market presents bandwidth. That's right, man. It's easy to talk about innovation. It's hard to execute. You got to go execute. This is the time right now to get in there and execute. Invest. Don't be a trader. Be an investor. Warren Buffett mindset. That's right. The Buffett mindset. Bam. Now that is a wrap of this week's episode of the Housing News Podcast. Do me a huge favor and go to iTunes and rate this show. And if you leave a comment, you better tune in next week because you might get a shout out. Thank you.